Hi creators, today we have a very nice talk with Elena Abernathy Warstein. I hope I didn't mess up her last name, but it was a wonderful chat. Elena is a full-time global project manager, mother of twins, married and live in a multi-generation home, often anxious or distracted, who is also an artist, making our journals, scrapbooks, and generally documenting all the things in all the ways, just to stay sanish, as she says. We had a wonderful talk. At the end, Elena wanted me to emphasize that all that she does is for full pleasure and she has a full-time job. And I always say to her that, you know, she is an artist, despite what you work or not, and you do this for money or not. If you create something, you are an artist. So it was a wonderful talk, and I hope you enjoyed. There's so many good nuggets of wisdom in this talk. I encourage you to go to the blog post of this podcast that I'm going to put some of her work and some pages that we talked about in the conversation and also you can follow her on instagram i hope you enjoy it and i see you next time welcome to the artistically you podcast where mixed media art is a place for all here we are going to talk about art as a mindful practice connect with our creativity and embrace curiosity this is your host, mixed media artist, Jana Oliveira. Hi, Elena. Thanks so much for being in the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We can talk a little bit more about all things story related. And how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And when I invited you, you were like, I'm not an artist. Why are you inviting me? <laughs> But I want to uh, say to listeners is that my podcast, I view as art. Everything is art. If you are making with your hands, if you are, you know, getting the joy and the feeling of satisfaction, to me, everything counts. It doesn't matter to me if you doodle with a pencil, <laughs> if you paint with acrylics. And to me, as a former scrapbook and, you know, story recorder, I still actually do uh, travel notebooks to me everything counts and that's what I want you you know the listeners to be open and learn more about that and see that everything counts everything is art so but tell to the listeners how do you see yourself in terms of a crafter story maker I was thinking about this I thought this question might come up uh, I wasn't sure but it's funny. I've gone through periods of my life where I didn't realize this counted or that counted, but, and periods of my life where I do whatever the heck I want and call it art. I actually do art journaling, assemblage, uh, all kinds of documenting, including scrapbooking and then crochet, drawing, photography, writing. Um, it took a lot of years before I brought a lot of that together. Mm-hmm. So they were all separate pursuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different things that I do. And and there was a point where I came to realize it all counts. And Yes, absolutely. So I forget that from time to time. I would say there were at least two points where I came to <laughs> realize that. And so here I am again relearning. Do you think you spend more time or is that equally? Do you, do you think you spend more time doing scrapbooking related things or art journal things? 
I tend to go in waves. Mm -hmm. I do a ton of scrapbooking all the time, but for me, that's mostly the taking the pictures, printing the pictures and writing things down, Mm -hmm. taking a few stickers here and there. When I do big 12 by 12s, which I had not done in a long time and just started doing again, uh, I don't, I have not spent a lot of time doing that. It, it is a lot of art journaling. And then there's a certain amount of crafting that mm-hmm. goes on. I mean, part of that is having elementary school age children. But a, a, another yeah. part is I really do like the, I don't know, throw some glue, throw some paint, throw some beads at it and see what. So how long have you been scrapbooking? I've been scrapbooking since 1999. Oh, wow. Yeah. So one of the uh, OG people, um, except interestingly enough, I didn't know there was a community. I didn't know there were magazines. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was anything. I just got this like kit in the mail for a few years before I discovered like the whole world of scrapbooking and Mm -hmm. archivers and all of that. So I was just using plain cardstock and a few printed pattern papers and did you ever try card making Uh, I used to make cards all the time but you know how people are like card makers now with a capital C capital M I made my Christmas cards I made a hundred of them Mm -hmm. so (laughs) you know like I I made cards because cards were expensive and I had this stuff at home Mm -hmm. and I asked that because I started as a card maker actually and I discovered this whole sub world of card making. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I have found memories because at that time I had a blogspot blog and mm-hmm. we had a community. I had friends, we would exchange cards and also blogging. Like we didn't have Instagram, we didn't have Facebook. It was like <laughs> be, billion years too. ago, I don't even remember. And I, I have such a fond memory because we have all the same ladies sometimes, we, you know, and then we would send cards to each other and then <laughs> we would comment on each other's blog. So we had a sense that we knew these people. And actually, by the way, I'm just, you know, rearranging some things in my house because we're going to move. And I, I found this box of these cards that this lady sent me. Mm-hmm. And some of them still follow me today, but it's like, it was such a nice time and such a nice community. And also shows that, of course, you know, social media made it easy, but we had community back then. And I was thinking about that. What, when I first really started to bring my art and my therapy and my writing and everything to bear all in one place was when mm-hmm. I took this class from a, uh, a place called Studio Arts Dallas, and uh, my friend, now friend, uh, Barley Vogels, she ran, she ran a, a, a class that was, basically, we were going to do Julia Cameron's Artist Way, mm-hmm. which brings, mm. in all, brings in all your baggage, you know, and yes. you unpack it and you make art out of it, basically. That book is deep. <laughs> that book is very deep, and she co-taught it with a therapist, which was very helpful. Uh, and I was thinking about how that was, that was a big turning point for me. And that was 2001. Uh, but that in that community, we were so close knit. 
but yes, we were all Dallasites. In fact, we were all East Dallasites pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. <laughs> and we all, and, and it seemed so local and so finite because this is like way before Facebook for me. I don't know about everybody else. I don't know mm-hmm. the history. Of it. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was before Instagram. And yeah, I think blogs were starting to be a thing, but none of us had a blog. And none of us were in magazines and Mm -hmm. we were traveling each Wednesday night to a place. And, you know, it was so important to realize there were so there's like a lot of people out there, but that community, once I moved eventually, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't as in touch with them and it's only through Facebook that I can keep in touch with them now with some of them. And so in 2012, I went to create, Uh, I don't know if uh, listeners remember Cloth, Paper, Scissors magazine, which is now gone, sadly. Uh, They did this. Rest in peace. Yeah. (laughs) They did this big art retreat and it was very expensive. So this was just before I had children. I think I I remember that. I went for like four days or something. And I got to meet in person, you know, Julie Fafen Balzer and a whole bunch of cloth, paper, scissors, Mm -hmm. regular contributors and take classes from them. But by then, by 2012, 10 years Mm -hmm. later, the internet and Facebook and everything was a thing. And it just like opened my world to, I can stay in touch with these people. I can follow them on Facebook and Instagram and they have they have blogs where they teach classes. Yeah. And yeah. It was, it was really, that was the second time I realized that just because I was mostly doing things by myself and I was mostly, you know, bringing all my personal intimate stuff into my art and learning from books that it all counted. It mm-hmm. all counted. It all meant something. Mm-hmm. So it and was, it was on this time or after that or, or at the same time that you discovered also Art Journal? So I discovered Art Journaling before Create. Oh. Because that's that's like when I started buying Cloth, Paper, Scissors magazine and so uh, forth. Yes. I, my, uh, the therapist that helped, uh, that team taught that class, she mm-hmm. had done, back then, everybody was doing altered books. Right. You know, we kind of call it alt journaling. It all the same and I had tried and then I like I couldn't come up with a a reason and I was like well why do I make collage because I was making a lot of collages at the time and I was like well every time I make a collage I have a reason I'm trying to demonstrate Mm. a theme it could be as deep as trying to process death or as light as trying to process why I like makeup especially Mm -hmm. ads for makeup. Sometimes I like the ads for makeup more than the makeup because I just love color so much. But anyway, so after I got married, we were trying to get pregnant and our our trying to conceive journey was long. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I had my theme from my first art journal. Mm. I was going to process our trying to conceive journey in an art journal. Amazing. And that was my first one. It, it's just amazing that it, it shows the the power of art journaling that you saw that, okay, I have this thing that is going on. And it's so, for many women, that journey is so hard. I myself, it took eight months for me to get pregnant. And I was starting to feel like what's going on. And then that's when we finally got pregnant. But 
it's, yeah, I think it's almost three years. Yeah. And to so. me, I don't know what you think, but to me, it's like, I never was a person that I would love to be, but it's hard for me to sit in this journal about like the book we're talking about, the artist way. She mm-hmm. says that one of the things is the morning pages that you wake mm-hmm. up and you do that streaming of writing. It's hard for me. That doesn't mm-hmm. work. And our journal for me, when I discovered it, it was a way that, oh, I can have like a main point, a word that I can concentrate on my feelings. But mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even need a word. You just actually, you can put your feelings there and just put pain on top of it or collage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you work that stuff. And when I discovered that was like a whole world open to me. Right. <laughs> because it's, you know, for the for the listeners, if you're not familiar with our journal and on the show notes, I can talk a little bit more explaining more, but I think it's so many things. Yeah. And, and to me is a clear example of art, art with deep emotion, mm-hmm. because it, I see some works, some people do some art journal nowadays that is not so related to emotional things that are basically, if we see, it's an abstract art. Right. So it's a mixed media art. So people sometimes get intimidated. Oh, I can just art journal if I have a deep feeling or no, sometimes you see a quote that you like. I mean, we did a project, right? With (laughs) quotes. You see quotes that you like and you want to do something with it. When I first started, you know, not every day was a was a day in the journey, right? You know, it's a monthly thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, there's lots of pages in there where I have just illustrated quotes or yeah. talked about a trip to Red Lobster where like, I was engaged by all my senses, especially mm-hmm. the sense of smell, but you know, just... It, it turned into a way of processing, but it, and it turned into a way of creating art and it turned into helping me. Um, I need color. Yes. And I went through a period where I felt like I couldn't make any art and I became obsessed with those games where you match three colors mm-hmm. and it could be anything. It could be cookies. It could be candy. It could be whatever. Uh, and I had a lot of those different games happening and I started art journaling and I even art journaled about my obsession with balloon pop in my first art journal, but it really helped with getting me into making something that I could feel like was helping me instead of, I feel like those games just are just a straight up plain waste of time, even if they were helping me cope in the moment. Mm -hmm. They had, they didn't have lasting coping, mm-hmm. whereas something about the art journals just really do. Mm-hmm. And I can look at them and I can look at that, uh, that piece about a uh, balloon pop where I uh, punched four zillion little balloons with one of those old time, I still got all my old scrapbooking stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I have a balloon punch that's about uh, half an inch tall and I created a balloon pop uh, it's just yeah do you it's just important do you do you think it helps you to process the feelings that whatever you were going through at that the time that you were creating absolutely because my next art journal 
uh, I didn't create and I, I kept I've made it really big. I didn't really know how long it would take to fill an art journal. I naively made this huge one and took uh, took three years to fill. But I, the next one I made in 2017, which was a super, super tough year for me emotionally. And that one is dark. Like that first mm-hmm. one was pink. That next one is black and red. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of dark stuff in there. And uh, I was processing and processing. This was not art for escape this was face all those raw emotions kind of art Mm. and it helped immensely but Mm -hmm. I did find that art was so helpful but at that point being the mother of two three-year-olds I didn't want to dwell in that dark place all the time that I started a drawing uh, practice with one of those uh like 642 things to draw books yeah 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 so I used pencil and line drawing only. And yes, all the drawings are cartoonish and they don't have any color, strangely, Mm -hmm. but it was still therapeutic for my brain to work out. Mm. They say this word, bucket. What kind of bucket am I going to draw? What kind of bucket can Mm -hmm. I draw? What does a bucket look like (laughs) for real? (laughs) And uh, I did all 642 drawings. Oh, wow uh in a one-year span and you know I used to use my three-year-old to be like do you know what this is and if it was in their realm of knowledge and they knew what it was I felt like success if a three-year-old can tell that that is a bucket I'm good do you feel on that one that had that raw emotion and dark do you feel that really helped you to get out of that dark moment I well I think it was a big piece of it Mm -hmm. honestly I do and when I look at it today Mm. you know I I see the variety of things because I don't create in um, chronological order I just open Mm -hmm. wherever Mm -hmm. uh, and do do whatever and I see the variety of things in here the variety of color and I know which ones were made when without even checking the date yeah. And the funny thing for me, and uh, this is a picture of my brain, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, January 2018 was like this artistic explosion for me. Mm-hmm. I started bullet journaling and I started doing all these documentation projects mm-hmm. and like heavy photography stuff and the art journaling and I was still drawing all those little pictures every day and it, I do credit art journaling Mm -hmm. with that. And I credit that with starting me to get out of that, Mm -hmm. that place. And, and I think is that, is that it's, don't you agree also that what I love about art journal is that you don't need to have expensive stuff. Mm Mm-mm. Yes, there are there are journals, right? There are (laughs) journals out there that they say that are for our journal. We know that uh, a good one that I use is the Diane Rivley Mixed Media Journal. But I do a lot of our journal pages that I post on my Instagram on my nine ninety cent, you know, notebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was made. My first one was made with all kinds of paper that I just had lying around. I think my next phase would be 
you know, because we all have a bunch of papers and a bunch of painted papers. I have actually two uh, journals that I did myself of this kind of papers. And and I think my next one, when I finish this one, is going to be a handmade uh, art journal pay, you know, uh, that I handmade. Do you, comparing now all these emotional things of the art journal, do you see your scrapbooking give you some kind of release? Or do you think, no, this is just you know, maybe found memories or, oh, so glad that we did that. And it, it brings a different feeling for you. You know, I was, <clears throat> no, because I literally scrapbook everything. Uh, the grossest to the saddest, to the happiest, to the most surreal things that happen in my life. Oh, wow. Um, the other night I had a horrible experience my cat found a mouse and she injured it and I had to perform a mercy killing. And you know what? I scrapbooked it yeah. <laughs> and it was slightly traumatic for all of us. My children, my cat was pissed. Even my mom gave me a big hug after I dealt with it, you know, like mm. it was horrible. Poor mouse. But I, I talk about it all mm -hmm. because I don't know any other way to be. Mm -hmm. The bigger my life gets, mm -hmm. the more it's hard to hold all the memories. Yes, yes. And I was actually going to say that is that now my memories are a, a little bit different because my son is older, my son is 12. But I'm so glad I was such a prolific uh, scrapbooker when he was young because... I know, like looking back, we remember special moments or things, but we don't remember the everyday that we spend with our children. Like no. sometimes I'm like, I look at pictures that appear on my on my Google thing on my kitchen. And I'm like, wow, I don't remember we used to do that. And it's like, how, how was like it? And to me, I think also my brain preserves me because when my son was younger, was young between like eight months and three, it was so hard for him because of his autism and he knew so little and was he was so lost. And things were very difficult. He was it was very tiring for me because he behaved totally different and he could not even understand his name when we called him mm -hmm. and he had issues to eat and he had issues serious issues for eating and I think my brain was like I don't want to remember all that stuff <laughs> but I'm glad that I recorded a lot of stories stories of feeling sad sometimes that a kid would say something very rude to my son on a playground right. um, and things like that. But I recorded that because at the end for him, because I always wrote for him, I talked to him about the other side, that mm -hmm. it is a gift. He's special. And just people don't understand that. And it is, you know, he's here to educate people. I so. Know. It's, it's a tremendous power that we have. And I think people just miss scrapbooking a little bit, but 
if we think about it, there's so much power in telling your stories. It's your life. I, I was on the other side. I was the one with the neuroatypical brain. And I wasn't, I'd been diagnosed with ADD a long time ago, but uh, no one had ever diagnosed my uh, general anxiety disorder. And so the first three years of my children's life, I was in a state of semi-panic. Mm-hmm. And 2017, when they turned three, was uh, when the rubber hit the road, so to speak. And uh, eventually I got diagnosed and I am so happy to be treating my anxiety. And, um, but I'm glad I have stories because my brain wasn't in the right place and there's no way I could have remembered all of that. Yeah. And I was a first time mom, but I, and everyone figured I, I don't know. I feel like people thought I wouldn't be as woohoo because I was an older mom, but <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> me too. I had my son older. Uh, so <sighs> scrapbooking yeah, like the buttons and the bobs and the rhinestones, those feed my little person inside who loves color. But mm-hmm. the stories are what is like so vital. Mm-hmm. Um, I need the memories. I need the viewpoint. I need the perspective. You know, I mean, sometimes I look back and think, oh, my God, 2017 just really sucked. Yeah. That's the year my mom had to get her heart valve replaced after having replaced it 23 years before. And so facing mortality, she was facing her mortality. I was facing her mortality. I was somehow facing my own. And, you know, there was just and even a lot more stuff than that was happening that year. And I I think in a way, Scrapbook introduced me to Art Journal because I always felt that I liked my pages to be more artsy. (laughs) <laughs> I never liked them very graphic. I always like to put some spray, put gesso, things that back then were not very common. Yeah, well, I nowadays never... you have like R- Vicky Putin that does all that kind of stuff in scrapbooking. It's you know you have package. Yeah. One day I was at Michael's and I saw a paper pack that was alcohol winks, right? And <laughs> at that time you didn't have that. It was just like pattern graphic that kind of stuff and I always felt like I like more artistic stuff and that's how actually I got introduced and started loving uh mini albums Mm, and I started doing them creativity go there was no I I started to create them and think about new ways of mini albums I actually did classes when that time there was barely classes about it I did I had a a class at Ning that I don't even know if it's, I think still exists. And I would do live streams with you streamer that that time there was no YouTube. Wow, you were really on the cusp of that technology. Yeah, at that time there was no YouTube live of stuff, no Facebook live. And I did on stream that today's a site that is more for corporate. Um, they they stopped this thing of uh, regular people streaming. But mm-hmm. And you know, it was so much fun and to have people joining and doing mini albums. And I did that for quite a while. But then I think it was that in that time that I discovered Art Journal. And like you, I, I actually recently, just recently, 
I think three months ago, I was diagnosed with, you know, generalized anxiety. But mm. I, something started shifting for me when I got pregnant. I started having my general anxiety. It's more on obsessive behavior in terms of thoughts and bad thoughts, not so much as depression. Mm-hmm. So I started to feel that anxiety and afraid for my husband, afraid for like my son, afraid for my health. And, and I saw playing with paints and stencils and things like that, a way to give my brain a break because sometimes my brain was killing me. It was just so like, then I discovered that okay, if my brain gives a break, why I'm creating, why I'm painting, like today I see that. It's mm-hmm. almost like a meditation because isn't that what they say that we should do meditation to keep our brain quiet? Yeah, and, they do you know? say that. <laughs> and I, I try, but my yeah. brain with the ADD doesn't shut off as, well, I don't know if anybody's brain shuts off easily. I've never been inside anyone yeah. else's. But, the but ADD I, I found when I'm painting or doing our journal, yeah. I just forget about it. I'm just concentrate <gasps> on what I'm creating. And that gives me that, okay, sometimes I go because I feel anxious about something and then, okay, I need to create something. Then I start a painting or I start an art journal and I feel another person when I finish that. Mm, yeah. And I think, I don't know, I never got diagnosed, but I think I have some attention disorder and I don't know if it's because my anxiety, but I can never just work on one thing. I have to start something, then go to another one, then go to another one. Yeah. I have many things drying in my studio at a certain point, all them unfinished. Yeah. Um, because my brain can't stand for me to work just one piece to the end. I get exhausted, exhausted. Even though it's a good feeling, but I feel exhausted. When we did our project together, which we haven't mentioned yet, but we, we did a, we did a partner project with art journaling and we yes. gave ourselves the recipe of having texture, having a quote, mm-hmm. having paint, having hand-drawn lines or doodling. And one more thing, I have it written down in the middle of this book, uh, collage, yes. and doodle and texture. So not paint, though I think we both use paint every time too. But something about that helped my ADD uh, because I was like, oh, but I need to do this part of it. Oh, well, I I need to do this part of it. And Mm -hmm. it helped me create a layered piece that I had never been able to do before because I would get sick of something before I went to the next layer and I couldn't think of another layer. And uh, so when we did that together, that really changed uh, my thinking about what art journaling, like how far I could go with it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even realized I was putting limits on myself, to be honest. Mm, interesting. And uh, I think it's like in our case, and I think that's uh, many people do that in our journal, which is nice. Like you can do collaborations with other people when we, we exchange the materials and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's always like it pushes your brain, right? When you're working with another person gave you because the person has another style. And... I think it pushes our brain. Like um, uh, I am now doing a a class about composition, like a high level class. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they give the homework, I'm like, I can't, can't. I'm overwhelmed. 
Like my anxiety and my Mm -hmm. ego says to me, no, this is like too much. You can, you can handle this. This is against what I used to do. Right. But at the same time, I know that I need to push myself out of my comfort zone. Otherwise I'm not going to grow. And I'm in this class to grow. And I knew it was going to be uncomfortable because it is in the description. This class is hard. This class is going to kick your butt. So if you are not up to it, don't sign up. And I signed up. And you signed (laughs) up. Look at you. So, and I had moments that I cry of happiness. I cry of like frustration. Yeah. But it reminds me of our project because it's a group of 10 people. And, you know, we have aha moments together. We have frustration together. It's so amazing. The experience has been so amazing to see other people's process and frustrations. And how they because sometimes you think, oh, this is just me. I'm just. And then you see that sometimes someone has the same frustration that I had. Right. Because when we discuss, for example, values and hues of color, and I have this issue with acrylic paint that is so hard for me to get the hues that I want. And I see other person say, well, I also tried this hues here and I was struggling because my major is watercolor and blah, blah, blah. So we help each other with our frustrations, but also sometimes when it has a homework that I think, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have no idea. And we have a Slack channel and then they start posting ideas or thoughts. And I'm like, oh, it gave me an idea. I can maybe do that. So it's like, we help each other, not even knowing that we help each other. And sometimes we discuss things like we're frustrated and we discuss things and they, and one of them were saying, wow, it's so amazing that we have the space here, the Slack channel that we feel that is very intimate. Like mm-hmm. our classes are not recorded because we say things that are very intimate in terms of our self-knowledge of what we want to create and our frustrations and our feelings. So we feel very fortunate to have that space with each other. And I think our journal can also uh, work on that kind of collaboration. You know, we can go as deep as you want and it can go as few as you want, right? I, I mean, some, some people just care them. about <laughs> tools, which we all love and tools are great. <laughs> I love to buy them. Um, <laughs> but changing gears a little bit, also, don't you think that it gives you a playground to learn about tools, right? Maybe a tool that, or maybe, I don't know, paint, acrylic paint that you're not familiar, or I don't know, maybe you are not a collage person, you start collaging, maybe you're not a stencil person, mm-hmm. but it gets you that, you know, play. Black gesso was super intimidating to me. Hmm. Uh, I love black canvases. Like I buy black canvases to collage oh. them. They are so intimidating for me. I I love to collage on them. I haven't painted them. <laughs> no. But uh, black gesso is kind of like a gateway into that. Yeah. So all you have to do is paint one page. This is like the deepest, darkest black of your soul. You know, no, no, just kidding. But then you can find the brightest, most intense pigmented. And it pops. Medium, yeah. And it practically looks like it's floating. Mm-hmm. And it brings me back to this trip to a museum where this 
wild artist person and I wish I could remember their name but we're talking like 35 years ago and that's gone sorry but he his art was in pollen he literally collected pollen and then put it on the floor and something about the quality wow. of the pollen made it look like it was levitating up off of the floor oh wow using super bright pigments on black gesso mm -hmm. can do the same thing and it's taken me 35 years to get up the nerve to like find that out. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Well, one thing about the masters is that um, I have a, a book from Turner did a lot of works in watercolor. Mm -hmm. But this art book that is talking about Turner and show I love Turner work. He's saying that he practiced a lot in all kinds of things, papers, scribbling, all this kind of things. Right? right so we just see their art as like oh this amazing final piece mm -hmm. but they like did so much work you know scribbling everywhere painting everywhere doing like all kinds of things some artists had it they did even pottery while they're painting because i think i don't know maybe they wanted to have something different because they're stuck you know right. like uh, you said about crochet, I try um, knitting, but my attention is like horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the counting part can't get it. Yeah, when we started with that, I was like, uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> I, um, crochet is very meditative when, if you can yes. get quiet place. But I think when you end up in that stage that the person is doing, she can even talk and you know, she she doesn't no, need not, to like pay attention. And to me, I have to pay extreme attention. Yeah. <laughs> and they even talk to me. And if they do, I, I look up and, and I'm like 13, 14. And they're like, oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, you're counting stitches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So do you ever try to do scrapbook pages that have mixed media as well? Uh, now I do. Now that I understand mixed media uh, a lot better, I I will incorporate. I love uh, I love Tim Holtz, and I started using his like. Who doesn't love Tim Holtz? All his metal stuff, like back before kids, when I could make two volumes of scrapbooks about a five day vacation. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. Happen. But but yeah, I I was using his stuff and doing the distress this and the paint that and uh now it just comes second nature i mean mm -hmm. my distress oxides are like to the right hand of my desk right mm -hmm. here and they're labeled and it's you know just what i do i created digital scrapbooking for a long time i have a previous business teaching people how to do scrapbooking pages artistically more on their artistry side not like you know regular scrapbooking mm -hmm. in photoshop and I loved it. I still love it. I think it's amazing. I could do things that I could never do in paper, like putting light and things like that in my pages, right? Mm. But there is something. But why I was doing that, and I was I also designed products for digital scrapbooking. So in order for me to design products, I always painted because I, I produce my own stuff. Right. So mm. I was always involved with my hands. Yeah. And... Yeah key almost yeah it's the part that connects it to your brain in a way that I personally 
as much as I love digital creation mm-hmm. and I spend plenty of time in Photoshop, Photoshop elements and other such things, mm-hmm. I don't feel the same way afterwards as mm-hmm. I do if I've been creating with my yes. hands. And it absolutely could be any of the things. It could be yeah. drawing, it could be painting, it could be I agree. I Even agree. Writing, which was my first love, is not quite the same as art. Mm. And I, I think it's to do with the hands, and I also think it's to do with color. And also, like scrapbooking, and for people that are listening, you have to know that there are no rules. There are people that scrapbook and just put pictures and a title, a title, and that's it. Because it's just the pleasure of playing with the paper and Sometimes the tools, and me. yeah, but. <laughs> If you want to go further and tell deeper stories and and record that, there are people like Ali Edwards that do amazing things, not just in related to scrapbooking, but even to talk about ourselves with her uh, One Little World or... Through the Lens. Through the Lens. In 2018, when I had my personal renaissance, she was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I did Week in the Life and... December daily. I participate in most of her projects now because they always teach me something about myself. And yes, I agree. They really make you look around and yeah. be present. You know, I bought the, the one little word for this year. I kind of did the two first things and it's on the back burner, but I don't feel bad because I know mm-hmm. it's there. The content is there. And the, what is amazing about her stuff is that it doesn't matter when I go plug in. It's going to bring amazing results for me. And I'm going to put notes about all the stuff that we are talking about for if you guys, word is yeah, if you guys want to do, and I mean, you don't need to do scrapbooking. Like I do actually for one little word, I just bought, I don't know, a travel notebook. I'm trying to do it smaller. Um, so in, in terms of recording and one thing that has been working for me to write my feelings and stickers or things like just a brain dump sometimes mm-hmm. It's the product from Heidi Swap Storylines. I just loved, I don't know why, I was struggling to find something to, for me to write. And I think it's because I wanted to put my art artistic flair and yeah. I was not finding anything. And then I did that last year and it was so good. I even stitched on the pages and oh, because nice. it is like, it is like a travel notebook, but bigger right? So I put pictures, I put doodles, I put actually mine started when the pandemic started. So I have all this, I was counting how many days of the pandemic and, but then there was a point that you're like, (laughs) it's it's never going to (laughs) end. But that project, and I'm going to put the link as well for the, for the product. So you guys can see how it looks. It's just basically a notebook, but a little bigger. And you put all them in a on a, that you can put all them together on her little thing. Um, and it, do I write every day? Nope. But when I write, I like it because I feel released and I give my flair to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel that I need to do a lot of, so I don't need to like paint. I don't need, you know, I use a lot of stickers actually and uh, markers and I feel fine. If you don't try, you're not going to know if you like something. You're not going to know watercolor if you don't get your class of watercolor, try watercolor and buy watercolor. You don't know if you like acrylics if you don't buy acrylics and try acrylics. You don't know if you like oils, which you should 
because I love them. <laughs> but oh, how do you feel about oils? I don't know. I was listening to something else you said on another podcast and, and people think they're so hard and I'm like, they are so hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take care of that. But you know what I mean? Don't you think that sometimes you get, we get like stuck Our- with that stuff? My art teacher from 2001, she said something that has stuck with me forever, which was, if you want to get to a place where you like your art, you have to make art like art supplies are free. Yes. And I was Ooh, like, that is awesome. Oh. 2001, 20 years ago, Barley said yeah, this. I love that. Dallas. That is that is like what Oprah says. It's a tweetable quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it's true. It's true. I think we hold up. And I see this with oils because I invested recently in really good oils because, you know, if I'm going to do a painting for sale with oils, it has to be oils in good quality. Mm-hmm. Some of them are handmade. And sometimes I'm like squeezing oh, just a little bit. Italy. And I'm like, you know what? What's the point? With COVID, I learned. And unfortunately, I lost a, a, a dear friend for COVID. And, it, and mm. it made me think of this. It's like, what's the point? I save and put just a tiny oil and then I die tomorrow and the oil is there. It makes no sense. We have to be free of that kind of mind because it, it brings negative thoughts for us. And it keeps us from discovering good things and make ourselves happy because all of this is to bring joy. What's the point of this? It doesn't have to have one. If you are happy doing it, what could be better? Some (laughs) people look for ages for the happiness, for the joy of inside, and they never find it. And if we sit down and we play with this stuff and it gives us joy, how lucky are we? You know? Absolutely. I feel like that is, that is, uh, I call it goo, God, the universe or whatever, you know, if you're led to Barley Vogel or create or a magazine or a podcast that changes it and you find joy, don't turn away because it's intimidating. Don't turn it away because you might make crappy art. Because as far as I can tell, every artist, writer, and any other creator in this world says you got to make a lot of crap before you get to the good stuff. Well, I did a class with Julie Fenfei Bozo, which I love her. Oh, I love um, her. And I actually do, um, I do critique club with her, with her membership. So I pay more to have a critique mm-hmm. session with her. One mm-hmm. thing that she told me once was that you have to make a lot of bad art, ugly art. It's true. It's you have to. Practice, practice. She said it's not about doing the good art. It's actually about doing a lot of ugly stuff. You know, I, and I love that she that tells. About- I love that she tells how it is. Yeah. But Elena, so to finish, what would you say to people if they are, they're like, well, I'm listening to this. I have no idea what they're talking What is our journal? How do you think, should they get started? How? you know, what you could say to them to get them started on this journey? I think that the best way to get started on the art journaling journey is to get either a notebook or a piece of paper, a whole bunch of colors that make you happy, or if only three colors make you happy, whatever floats your boat, Mm -hmm. see what, and, and think of a thought, just whatever thought you need to get out and see what happens. Yeah. I had to have a theme 
but from there it went everywhere mm-hmm. so if you have to have a theme pick a theme yeah if you have to have a reason you make- can also do prompts right there's uh in our journal is very common we have prompts prompts were back then and mm-hmm. so now you can find recipes yes uh, there's lots of uh recipes and by that um if you don't know uh i keep forgetting not everyone is uh as mired in all this as I am, you know, it, it's like the recipe you and I used. Yeah. Create some texture, use some color, find a quote and find a stencil. And if you can't mm-hmm. find a stencil, make a stencil by punching a bunch of holes out of a piece of paper and putting some paint through it and see what happens. Yeah. And I think also don't be afraid. And yeah, there's no point. And I said before in other episodes, and I'm going to keep tackling on the same point don't buy expensive stuff to begin with not if it's going to keep you from working on it yes because our journaling is so forgiving and there's no rules i didn't use expensive things and you know some of the most amazing artworks were created with pencil and paper yeah so yeah at the same time if you're feeling like you need a reason to commit I'm not saying this works all the time, Mm -hmm. but sometimes if you invest financially, you'll invest mentally. Mm I also have the experience of having invested financially. And then what I did was commit to years of guilt. So don't do that either. No guilt. Mm -hmm. And just start where you are. Use what you have. I used to hate that. Use what you have. And I'm like, but how could I create something like what you did without all the stuff you have? But no, it's true. You start with what you have. Yeah. It's less intimidating and it, you get more excited about it somehow. I don't know. Things that you touched. And, and the thing, the bottom line is like what this podcast, the reason why I want to start this podcast is to let people know that art is so healing, no matter what kind of art. Absolutely. And you are here today to prove that. Um, I think out there, there's a lot of like, oh, scrapbooking is just a hobby. And it's okay to be a hobby. It is art. I so believe, and I, in the course of my podcast, I hope what people gain from it is, you know, this can heal your heart because I believe that immensely in your mind. Because, you know, for 12 years, I didn't have to take meds and I could somewhat balance my anxiety. I didn't even know I had anxiety with art, with scrapbooking, with mini albums, with card making. Me too. Right? That's how I made it as long as I made it. I'm not saying that you, I mean, we, we both take meds today, but it can help you so much because meds is just one point here. Yeah. It's not other tools. You need to, right. You need you need a relief you need to talk with someone you need to make art that relieves you and that's why there's such a thing of art therapists that right. get licensed and everything of that and i have to tell you if i didn't have to go through so many years i would maybe do art therapy as well um because i did behavior therapy which is a little different but in behavior therapy one of the main points of behavior therapy is you should give a reinforcement to change a behavior, right? In applied behavior, in order for you to change a behavior, you have to give a positive reinforcement. 
Mm-hmm. Negative reinforcement increases the bad behavior. Positive reinforcement increases the good behavior. Right. And in art or in this process, it can be a positive reinforcement for our brain because our brain starts to break that pattern of negativity and bad thoughts and bad feelings and crying. Yes. I mean, the reason why I have to go through diagnosis and, and take meds because it was getting a little worse and I was getting depressed. Before I didn't have depression. Right. And, but my therapist, like, he so agree with the art stuff. And sometimes <laughs> when I would come and would tax him and stuff, I said, well, did you paint today? Mm, nice. Right? So it has a value, right? It has a value. I've so, definitely brought some art journaling pages to my therapist to be like, I can't explain this in words. Just look at me this. too. Yeah. <laughs> I did that before when I, you know, before COVID, when I have a person in a, in an office when I would go to the office to talk, I did that too. <laughs> and you know, when it's okay, I have pages that I have a girl that I draw crying mm-hmm. and it's okay. It well, helps you to relieve your heart. Better out than in, you know? Yeah. And once it's there, it's gone, right? And what's the nice thing also, like, is that it's so nice when you go back and you see how much you've grown, right? Absolutely. How much you accomplish, how much, even in my art, like sometimes when I see dolls that I like to paint, when I see my first one, I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) But I'm so proud when I see that because I'm like, wow, I came a long way. Good for me. And also having a body of work, there's something incredible about yeah. that to say. And in the time that I, I here in the in time my... that I scrapbook, I had many people that said in classes and stuff like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't think my kids are gonna get this, or I don't know who wanna want this." And I always told my students or Please my communities me. that, well. I don't do things counting that my son is going to get it or he's going to. I do because I want. And if it goes through the world and later becomes a vintage piece that people are doing collage, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. But you cannot do things counting that someone's going to get it and save it. No. Right. So he said, uh, while people are arguing whether your art is good or bad, go on and make some. Yeah. Don't prevent yourself from creating because it's like. He definitely got critiqued. Who is going to want all these canvases in my house? It doesn't matter. Yes. Unmount them, roll them, and keep doing more. <laughs> and, you know, That's what just Elena, I, I feel we could talk like three episodes about this. Yes, probably. I, I will challenge you. We should come back and we should talk just about tools, which is my favorite topic. Oh, I <laughs> I have a lot of tools. Yes, it would be fun to do an episode about that because definitely we I want to talk about tools, but it would not be as fun to talk by myself about tools. Okay, um, absolutely. So I, I am I am already pressuring you to do that with me right now. Okay. Um, but it was so fun. Thank you so much for doing this because I think that it brought such another perspective that yeah. we are at the end of the day we are all artists and we are here creating and putting our emotions out there so you have instagram so how people can find you on instagram what is your account and i'm gonna put the link on the show notes uh elena warstein 
that's it. Yeah. And, you know, I would, if you are not familiar with scrapbooking or, you know, things we talked about, I would check Elena Instagram because you can see a little bit of everything. Yeah, um, I, do, I all the things. Right. And I love that you post your... You post your assignments of the classes that you're participating, and that's great. I really loved when I saw your uh, piece about the face and the feet and the and the whole. I think it was I love that project. Yeah, that's that project was. I I didn't have the courage this year. Maybe next year. Um, yeah, yeah, but I would definitely ask people to check that out. And if we go on both of our accounts, if you roll down a little bit on time, you can see the projects that we did for the Art Journal collaboration. I'll try to link some of the posts that we did on Instagram on the show notes as well, so people can uh, see that. This year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think people can have a better idea um, of the collaborations that we did. And if you don't know anyone that can do a collaboration with you, just get our prompts and do it by yourself. I think you will... It's a great way to get it started. You have some prompts in front of you, maybe what somebody's, you know, did our colors or our theme and just go for it. We we also would love to see if you do that. Yes. Elena, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. This was fun. I totally forgot that, you know, I was nervous at the beginning. So uh, Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm glad. Something. Hopefully we, we can talk soon again. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Check episode notes at the number two, worldart.com slash blog. Connect with Jana on Instagram at Jana underscore two worlds. And make sure to receive our artful insights by signing up at bit.ly slash join two worlds art.